Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 124 of Level Up. 60 minutes of live Q&A where your questions, chat and votes drive the show. As we get underway today, please let our social team know your name and the city you're joining from, as we always really love to get to know our audience and get everyone involved. My colleagues Ella and Adriana are online and they will post a link in the chat to vote up the questions that you would most like answered and of course for you to add in your own questions. If your question is selected, your name will appear in the credits at the end of the show. So get yours in early and stay with us to see that happen. Also, please do take a moment to like, comment, share and subscribe. It doesn't cost you anything and it really helps new people discover our content. The topic for today's show is how to become a project manager. These days, all of us are managing projects in our day-to-day -day lives, either at work or perhaps as part of our hobbies. And the skills and competencies that are part of the discipline of project management are brilliant additions to most roles. Whether you aspire to develop a career in project management or you want to understand how to improve the way you run the initiatives you're working on in your current role. Today's panel have a wealth of experience in not only running projects themselves, but also teaching people how to become project managers. Please do take advantage of having this expertise available to you and send in your questions. So let's get straight into the show and meet today's panel. Okay, so we'll start with returning panelist, Nick Dobson. Nick is a principal consultant at CITI Limited, um, consulting with and educating senior project program and portfolio managers and their sponsors, and has been at the heart of Nick's role over the last 25 years, assisting multinational corporations with the design and implementation of programs and portfolios has been an integral part of this. Latterly, uh, Nick's interest in improving uh, Moscow prioritization as a way of modeling corporate portfolios has led to the work on the efficient frontier as a mechanism to de determine the optimum portfolio. Welcome back, Nick. Thank you very much indeed, Ella. I must say I'm really looking forward to this particular topic. It's a, it's a long time coming for me, but it's a really interesting question. So thank you for the opportunity. It's great to have you with us. Okay, so joining us again for another episode is Julian Solomon. Julian is the Director of Training and Project Management for Thought Nation providing training Agile project management and practice framework certifications. Julian is a PM generalist who has worked in many different industries, from utilities to mining to local government to large IT service delivery corporates. In the last five years, Julian has been focusing on certification training for project management practitioners, from fundamentals to mid-level to senior project management professionals. Welcome back, Julian. Uh, thanks, Ellie. It's nice to be back. Um, it looks like it's going to be a really exciting a show and lovely panelists to be with. So, hi guys. <laughs> Thanks, Julian. Okay, our next panel member is Luca Gambetti. Over the last 20 plus years, um, spent in many roles in information technology, um, Luca decided to start his own company uh, named Equality Italia, whose purpose is to have a positive impact on Italian organizations by training and coaching their leaders. Luca works as a trainer and coach himself. He is the only Italian coach for the Getting Things Done methodology and is one of the few accredited trainers in Italy for the Business Relationship Management Certification. Thank you for joining us, Luca. Thank you, Andy. I'm very happy to be here. The team for today is really fascinating. Can't wait. We'll start talking with everyone here. Thanks, Luca. Okay, so then completing today's panel is Chris Bevan. Chris is the executive chairman of a leading project management training and consultancy company. He has over 30 years experience in designing and leading major transformation and change programs with multinational corporations in the UK, US and Europe. And uh, Chris's proudest achievement, which I love, um, alongside his wife, is supporting his two daughters and watching them mature into resilient and principled women. Hi, Chris. Hi. Thanks for that introduction. I forgot I put that down as my major achievement, but it'll haunt me. <laughs> I, I'm really, thanks for having me back. I'm looking forward to um, a really interesting discussion today. Thanks, Chris. So our question master for today is Stefan Brendel. Um, Stefan joins us from the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. Hi, Stefan. Hi, Ellie. Thanks for being here. May we have our first question for the panel, please? Oh, we sure can. The first question I really like this one is, can I really learn project management or isn't it all about applying common sense in the end? 
Okay, great question. Thank you very much. So we'll go Nick, Luca, and then Chris on that one, please. Lisa, thank, thanks very much for the question. I've, I've a lot of sympathy with the end of your, your question. Isn't it all about common sense? And of course, a, a lot of effective project management and indeed all forms of management really is about the application of sense and common sense. But um, I don't think the two parts of the question are mutually exclusive. Of course, we can learn things about project management. Um, like any other profession or, or, or um, vocation, it's a multifaceted role um, covering human resources, physical resources, processes, um, risks issues, a very broad palette of subjects. And, and of course, we can always further our learning in any one of those subjects or a combination of them as we move forward. Um, experience proves to be vital in the end to effective project management. Um, so I think it's, it's a combination of two rather than finding them mutually exclusive, Lisa. Yeah, thanks for that, Nick. Super helpful. Luca, your thoughts, please. Yes, adding to what Nick said, uh, I have to say that, yes, in some way, the concept of project is a fundamental project, it's a fundamental concept for every human being. I mean, every one of us uh, knows that I'm here now, I want to be different tomorrow. This is basically a project. So, yes, every, every day, we are living in a project. Our life is a project. So it is common sense, but we can learn from the people who managed projects in the last, let's say, 2,000 years or more. So yes, it is common sense. And yes, there is a lot to learn. Thank you, Luca. Um, uh, Chris, uh, your thoughts on this one, please. Yeah. I. Of course, you can learn project management like any profession. And as Nick said, project management is a profession. You know, it's not a hobby. Um, and there are certain techniques, there are certain tools that one can learn and then learn to apply and add the experience. Um, and, of course, add, a, 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 as with everything, a good dose of common sense. A bit like... Okay, thanks for that. Um, Steph, I want to invite you back for our um, next question, please. Yeah, sure. The next question um, is also coming from, from Lisa Flock um, and has been upvoted. And it goes like this. Should I apply the classic waterfall project management methodology? Or should I rather use the more recent agile project management approach? <laughs> Okay, guys. So, waterfall project management um, or a more recent agile project management? Uh, would Julian and Nick and Chris please on that one? Thank you, Ellie, and, and thank you, Lisa. I think it really, really depends on the environment that you're in. You, you know, you need to choose the right approach. Um, there are contexts that need a more waterfall or sequential approach where the scope is well defined um, and you're able to manage it in that manner, or where the scope is less, where the scope is more flexible and possibly could change, then we would use a more agile approach. So it really depends on the environment that you're working in to determine which one is more appropriate. Yeah, absolutely right, um, for sure. Uh, Nick, your thoughts on this one, please. Uh, very much echoing Julian's sentiment there. I mean, it is very much a question of horses for courses. And in certain situations, agile is a, a phenomenal approach because it, it has immediacy and rapid benefits. But in other situations, you would be better to use waterfall on much the same basis as, as Julian suggested. And, and it kind of... Um, reflects um, Chris's previous answer as well, which is there is a lot to learn. And both methodologies are very sound in the right situation, but you've got to know what the differences are and be able to thoughtfully apply them. So there's, there's the learning piece there and then the application part, I think. But I'm, just enjoy, I'm just endorsing Julian's remarks, really. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Nick. Chris, your views, please. Yeah, I, I think, um, again, it, it's more of what the, the other two guys have said. However, um, Agile, I think, to be successful, has to be accepted by the organization as a whole um, because using business input right at the beginning of the, um, of the, the enterprise of, of the project is critical in Agile. 
And one of the things I feel um, holds sort of, let's call it agility, let alone agile up, is the acceptance by the organization to work in a different way. Um, and so behaviors have to change within the organization or agile to really work within that organization. Um, to me, it's, as they said, horses for courses, but it's got to be acceptable and behaviors have to be adopted within the organization for it to work. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And coming back to Lisa's previous question about, you know, do you need to learn this? We've got two different approaches there with two different um, sets of models and processes and things to follow. So, um, you know, it really is about learning which um, approach your organization favors and how they want to do things as well um, as yeah. just uh, the normal project management skills. Thanks, panel. Um, Stefan, we'll invite you back uh, for another question, please. Yeah, Ellie, and we have a number of live questions that came. Um, so I start with uh, the first one. Uh, you might need to moderate this a bit. What level is the certification of project management? Okay, panel, if we take this one at the kind of levels of certifications that are out there for the various approaches, because obviously we don't know which uh, uh, um, approach that Sebastian is talking about. So, Sebastian, if you're um, still watching us, pop it in the chat. Um, you know, which particular project management approach are you um, wanting us to talk about? But, um, panel, can we give some views on the kind of uh, levels that you would expect people to be you know, certified in in project management? Chris and then Luca, please. I, I think with any profession, there are levels of achievement and there are levels um, that, as one in a profession, one wants to demonstrate that you have. And so it doesn't really matter what um, accreditation path you're following. I think that by having these different accreditation levels and striving for them, it proves to the rest of the profession that you are developing as a project manager in this marvelous sort of profession. Um, and so if you take the, um, you know, the APM route, um, then there are sort of four stages to get to chartership. And, you know, accountants go through different sort of levels to get to their chartered position. Um, you know, medical doctors go through certain stages to get to their recognized position. So I think it's a development path uh, with sort of rungs on the way that demonstrate to your colleagues, you know, where you sit within the profession and what experience you have. I think it's, it's a... It's a very important thing to do. Yeah, superb answer. Thanks very much for that, Chris. Uh, Luca, your thoughts, please. Uh, yes, I would like to add that uh, usually we we see different approaches from different certification, but in general terms, we can say that we can have different levels based on the level of understanding. Uh, in uh, internationally, we divide the level of understanding in six uh, levels that range from, I have, a, uh, I have learned a concept that I am able to apply and judge that concept. So we usually have foundation or level one certification that are based on understanding and memorizing concepts, uh, practitioner level certifications that are based on uh, understanding how to apply and we have a so-called expert or master or advanced certification that are based on the uh, ability to judge the work of others. Other schemes are based on, the, on how many years of experience you have, ranging from zero to three, from, I don't know, three to five, five to 10, more than that. Can be found if you look on the particular um, method that you're looking at, Sebastian. There will be details of the kind of experience they expect you to have. Julian, your thoughts, please. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to echo Chris and, and Luca again, but um, all, a lot of the certifications that are out there provide that entry level certification, that sort of mid level certification, and then the advanced as well. And it really depends on where you're entering into into your project uh, management career. Are you working in an environment where you're exposed to a lot of project management, and so you're able to uh, apply a lot of the practices quite easily, and then just learn some of the skills and techniques and competencies, or are you coming in sort of raw out of the uni and you're trying to get into project management because you think it's actually um, sort of so, so, suits your personality as it were and 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 then you would obviously come in um, at a at different level. So it's it really depends. You might be transitioning from another role in the organization as well, from an analyst into a project management role or 
etc., or from management into project management, which is obviously brilliant because project managers are the most important people in any company, anywhere. <laughs> not that we're not that you're biased or anything, Julian. Okay, no, um, Sebastian, I hope that. I hope that answered your question. Um, if you want to talk about a specific methodology, pop it in the chat and, and the team will pick it up. Um, Stefan, next question, please. There's another live question which is coming from Diane. In the changing project management landscape with public-private partnerships and multinational projects, how do we become an effective project manager? Okay, well, panel, how do we become an effective project manager? Well, so, um, Nick and then Julian, please. Thank you very much. How do I become an effective project manager is a cracking good question because you know, once you've got into the game, you understand what range of capabilities there is out there. And, and what we tend to do is we assess people against four criteria, the, the case model. That is what knowledge people have is the K of case. And, and you can obviously pick up knowledge through um, academic learning books and so on. It is a necessary prerequisite to be an effective project manager. You carry the sorts of knowledge that Chris has mentioned of life cycles, processes, and so forth. The second one is attitude. And, and you have to have a positivistic attitude, an outcome orientation, and there are hallmarks of the attitude of a project manager that make them more or less effective. The third factor is skill, how you combine the attitude with the knowledge to produce excellent performance. And finally, the final component of capability and being an effective project manager is experience. And, and clearly, we will gain experience one day at a time, but you can accelerate that process if you wish to. So I think what, what you need to do in terms of addressing um, becoming an effective project manager is think which of those four aspects of your performance would yield the better results if you were to focus your development on those um, and, and concentrate on a simple model like that. Right, that's of some help, Diane. I'm sure that's of lots of help, Nick. Thank you. Okay, Julian, your thoughts, please, and then we'll go to Chris. Yeah. Well, actually, in, in this environment, Diane, why are you not on the panel? You're usually so excellent on these panels anyway. But, um, you know, in, the, in these kind of la landscapes, we're talking about people who have experience, who have skill, and, and all the things that um, Nick very nicely talked about, which is about the mindset and the adaptability of a, a project manager, but the ability to reflect and review and then um, determine where do I need to hone my skill to be more effective in communication, more effective in, in using tools and techniques, etc. Um, that's something that's really, really important in, in understanding these changing dynamics where, where globalization has made sure that we move and things are, uh, we need to deliver as quickly as possible at the same time, um, have you know, a, a significant return on investment. Yeah, thanks, Julian. That's great. Chris, your thoughts on this one, please. Yeah, I, I just wanted to add to what uh, Julian and Nick said, which is all, all absolutely true. Um, it's just application. It's just do it. Um, and through that, app, applying those techniques, applying those uh, that knowledge that you gain, um, not just in the classroom, but through doing, from working with other people, uh, is just invaluable. Become more and more effective and learning from what you're applying. Yeah, super advice there. Thanks, guys. Okay, Stefan, please, may we have another question? Sure, we can. <clears throat> there is another one, an, another live question, which is uh, again from Sebastian. And it's uh, about can we access finance in order to pay our certification in case we don't have the funds? Okay, Sebastian, yeah, that's an interesting question. I think. Um, yeah, Chris, we'll, we'll come to you in a second, but I think um, just to give you a little bit of insight, Sebastian, you know, there are various um, funds available depending on what industry you work in and what job that you do, perhaps um, connecting with us afterwards to have an individual conversation about what it is that you're trying to achieve would be, would be a good solution for you. Um, so we can help you with the right approach and um, maybe if there's any funding access. But Chris, I'll hand over to you for your thoughts on this one. Yeah, um, this this is specific to um, not just the UK, but but, but to England and Wales. Um, there is the um, the apprenticeship sort of um, uh, route into project management, um, and there is a, a levy which companies over a certain size, um, you know, can apply for for their apprentices or for their learners to go on a, 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 an apprenticeship. Uh, we at Probec um, provide a, a thirteen month sort of apprenticeship for 
um, for that sort of um, associate project management stage, uh, which is an entry level. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Great advice. Do reach out to us, though, Sebastian. We'd be happy to have a chat to you about what you're trying to achieve and the best way for you to achieve it. Stefan, please may we have another question. Sure, we can. There's another question from Lisa. Uh, which project management certifications would you recommend for someone who needs to evidence their project management skills, e.g. when applying for a new job or a tender? Okay, we'll go Julian and then Nick on this one, please, and then Luca. Yeah, Lisa, a lot of it depends on where in the world you are because there's certain biases to certain um, of the certifications as well. If you're in the US or areas that the US tend to have a lot of influence in the CAPM and PMP certifications are the ones that they tend to drive and tend to uh, prefer, and you'll find that from the, the interviewers or um Recruiters, those are the, the certifications they're looking for. If you're obviously in the UK and, and other areas um, that work through APM and APMG, etc., you'll find the Prince Dues and the, um, I, but I think the best one that I'd like to, to, to push today is Praxis Framework, obviously, which is probably one of the better frameworks right now in, in terms of understanding project program and portfolio environments and the um, agility that comes from that. And I, and I, you know, it's, I, I think that's probably one of the better ones in my opinion. Thanks, Julian. That's really great advice. Nick, your thoughts, please. Lisa, some of the answer to this question goes back to, to the earlier question about how do you become effective? Because the interesting aspect of your question is how do you evidence skill? Now, a, mm -hmm. a lot of development and training courses are essentially about knowledge acquisition. So methodologies are a good example. Um, Prince to excellent methodology, well worth pursuing, but doesn't teach you the skill of applying it um, appropriately in different situations. So whichever certification you're considering, see whether the assessment includes practice and competence as well as knowledge. So if you take as a, for example, the, the APM's qualifications route, and Chris outlined it earlier, available at different levels, it's not until you're getting quite advanced in that that you're able to evidence skill because you're combining competence with technical knowledge. So the the, the, the the caveat is look at look to see that whatever certification you're applying for isn't purely knowledge. It needs a, a competence component as well. Thank you, Nick. That's super helpful. Luca, your thoughts? Yes, talking uh, about my Italian experience, I can only talk about Italy here, but some tools uh, can be applied in other countries too. Uh, here in Italy, we see that uh, uh, PMP and Prince 2 certification are um, very asked for, uh, but also uh, it comes third, the E-Agile PM certification that is very asked for in Italy. Uh, here, we, I would like to say also that uh, in our public administration, is no longer accepted uh, to ask for a specific certification so our public sector is asking for any kind of certification. And uh, in this, uh, you should definitely consider Praxis because it is maybe the, the most complete base, knowledge base that is available uh, in, uh, in the world. No doubt, I guess. Thank you, Luca. That's really helpful. And we'll pop a link. Uh, there's a link to Praxis Framework there for you already. So you can go and take a look at that. Um, Okay, Stefan, we'll ask you for the next question, please. Yeah, Ali, and there is um, another live question that we do in a minute. Um, so there is, uh, hang on. This, the, the live question is coming from Leila, Leila Dridi. What leadership skills are needed for a great project manager? And what are the differences between project leader and project manager. Okay, Leila snuck in two questions there. Okay, thanks. We'll go Chris, Luca, and then Nick, please. Um, the, I, if I go to the end of the question first, project leader, um, when I started in my project management um, career, a project leader was seen as somebody very junior in the organization or in the organization of a project which as I got a little bit more experienced, I realized it was the wrong way around. 
um, I would ask individuals, would you like to be led or would you like to be managed? Um, and so to me, all project managers are leading projects. They have to be leaders. And it, you, you take what skills are needed in, in leadership, you know, sort of communication, encouraging um, teamwork, negotiation, resilience. Those to me are the type of um, characteristics as opposed to skills required to, to be a good leader of, of people in projects. Because don't forget, it's the people who deliver the projects, not just the project manager. Yeah, super advice there. Thanks, Chris. Luca, your thoughts, please. Yes, totally agree with Chris. Uh, I would like only to add that uh, um, another great skills uh, is to enable people to become leaders. Uh, so it's called transformational leadership, especially working in agile environment. Uh, all the members of the team should have uh, some sort of leadership characteristics. So a good project manager should be able, should enable the team members to become themselves leaders, to, to be able to grow, to, to love people, to help people to grow. Yeah, that's a great skill, isn't it? <laughs> um, okay, we are coming to uh, Nick next, please, for this one. Thank you very much, Ellie. Um, again, you find yourself in third position, echoing the sentiments of the people who've, who've <laughs> predeceased you in this um, this debate. But two things I think it's worth just noting, in addition to what's already been correctly said, which is um, there's there's a body of work on situational leadership, and it is clear that different forms of leadership are required in different situations, and each project is a different situation. So it's probably as well to look a bit into the uh, situational um, leadership bodies of knowledge and, and plot what is the appropriate style of leadership for a given project or situation. But I think overarching, and, and this is common of all leadership, and as Chris said, people need to be led and, and the project manager does need to play that leadership function. The real hallmark of all leadership or one of the highest priorities for all leaders is the vision. Looking forward, having a destination, driving energetically towards it, and creating that vacuum behind them that sucks people into followership. So it is about being visionary first and foremost as a skill of, of leadership. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Panel, you're being so nice to each other today. There wasn't even a debate over waterfall and agile project management. What's going on? Is it because it's Friday afternoon? I'll give you <laughs> one if you like, Ellie. Because we know there's question, no right please. answer. <laughs> Of course, you can have the next question. <clears throat> so that is from Stefan Mardux. And the question is, should the project manager have technical skills? Okay, interesting question. Should the project manager have technical skills? Okay, Luca and Nick, please. Uh, well, the answer is uh, yes and no. This is a question of my <laughs> participants. Uh, often uh, asked during the, class or the classes. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, having leadership skills, having communication skills, uh, having planning skills, uh, having uh, uh, influencing, negotiating skills uh, is paramount, is so much important. If you manage to have also technical skills, it's better. But it's very difficult on a complex project that you could have all the technical skills needed. So uh, we should, at a certain point, focus on what is more important. And what is more important are the, from my point of view, are the other, the non-technical skills. So it, they are a plus, not, not really needed. Thanks, Luca. Great answer. Uh, Nick, your thoughts, please. Yes, a huge number of the project managers that, that I've come across have, have gravitated to that position and grown there through some technical discipline, and, and they almost inevitably carry a legacy of technical skills. But the interesting observation is that the deeper you get into the profession and the more advanced you become as a practitioner, the less relevant the technical skills are to you, because you're talking much more about politics and change and stakeholder engagement and team motivation and leadership, and less about the technical domain of the product set that's being built and to an extent as long as as long as you have sufficient knowledge not to be gulled 
then you can um, depend on your work package management tier or your technical tier to deal with the technical issues. It's being astute to the changes that you're trying to bring about and engaging the wider audience that represents more of a challenge. So technical skills, um, all the evidence that CITI has uncovered over many years is asking this specific question, do you need technical skills, become less significant the further you get into the profession. <clears throat> yeah, thanks, Nick. Great advice. Um, oh, Chris, would you like to add that one? Add to that one before we move on. Yeah, it, it's just something that Nick said sort of prompted a, a thought in, in 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 my head. Oh, have we lost Chris? Oh no, we'll never know what the thought that prompted was prompted by Nick was. Um, I'm sure that he'll rejoin. <laughs> Stefan, for now, can we move on to the next question and we'll check in on Chris in a second. Yes, sure. I'm back. This is a question from Alessandra. What role does the project manager play in Agile? Does it correspond to the Scrum Master? Okay, thank you for that question. Stefan, panel, the role of the project manager in Agile. Uh, Luca, your thoughts, please, and then Julian. Oh, yes, uh, not exactly, uh, because the Scrum Master uh, is a role that is defined in the Scrum Framework. And the Scrum Framework is basically used to develop products. So it's more likely that you, find, you will find the Scrum Master roles at team level, not at project management level. So you could have uh, Scrum Masters managing scrum teams at the delivery level and you can have a project manager uh, coordinating the different uh, work packages that can be managed using scrum or using other frameworks so it is not the same usually could be the same in a very small part thank you luca um that's great and um, we'll have julian please yeah, and it's exactly as Luke is saying, we, they're focusing on different sort of um, stakeholder communities where the, the Scrum Master works with the development teams to create products, et cetera, and works to effectively work within that team environment. The project manager tends to work with a more a larger um, stakeholder community, working with business, working with some of the other um, organizational departments, whether it be HR or finance or, um, you know, facilities. Um, working with subject matter experts or consultants, or working with vendors, et cetera. They tend to work with a much larger um, stakeholder community so uh, and, and manage the, the, the whole process of the project lifecycle as opposed to Scrum Masters working within that delivery um, stage of, of a project lifecycle. Yeah, thanks, Julian. That's um, great advice. Nick, your thoughts, please. I think I'm kind of simply going to amplify a little bit of what Julian said, perhaps, in the sense that um, if, if one perspective of looking at this is that the project will generate a number of outputs, and Agile is, in, in essence and at heart, a product development lifecycle rather than a project lifecycle, and a very effective mm -hmm. product development lifecycle in, in certain technologies. Um, and, and the role of the Scrum Master is to regulate the development of the product whilst the role of the project manager is to achieve acceptance of the project and its, its complete panoply of outputs by the organization to achieve change, which means, as, as Julian suggests, it's a perspective thing. The project manager is looking outward from the project and gaining acceptance for the sum total of the outputs, whilst the Scrum Master is looking inward into the product development lifecycle and courting the, the practitioners in the use of that, that product to help with the development um, uh, to deliver individual artifacts. So it's, it's a perspective um, position that differ, differentiates the two. Perfect. Thanks, Nick. We've just popped a link, Alessandra, for you um, to a webinar that happened a couple of days ago, Introducing Agile Project Manager for Scrum. So that might give you a bit more information, a little bit deeper into that for you. Um, Stefan, please, can we have our next question? Sure, we can, Ellie. <clears throat> question from Daniela. What path would you recommend for a new graduate approaching project management. Okay, what path would you recommend, Julian and Nick? Please. <laughs> yeah, one of the good things coming out of uh, being a graduate is you've already learned skills of being able to um, 
collect information, analyze information. So having those analytical skills and decisiveness, et cetera, you're going to be building on a number of other skills. One of the, the easiest routes in is obviously to find someone, well, find in environments where you are able to go and practice. I, I think um, Clive mentioned that, go and do the work. Uh, Chris, sorry, said, go and do the work, go and do the work, and do the work. So that's what we can do. Get into an environment where you can go and start engaging in project management activities and, and processes. And then find people who can be either a role model or a mentor who would be able to then help facilitate that growth um, for you as well. Perfect. Thanks, Julian. Nick, your thoughts, please? Well, I I was going to say, <laughs> refer to Chris's earlier answer that it's just go out and apply yourself to doing it. Just do it. Practice is what gets you there. But Julian beat me to it, so nothing to add. He's right. Perfect. Well, that's, that's absolutely fine. We'll agree with each other nicely. Luca, did you want to add something to this one, please? Yes, um, I, I will recommend to get the, the, the basic concept somewhere. And uh, uh, for example, the, the Praxis Framework website is a great resource already mentioned. And then if you, have the, if you are lucky enough to find a job to apply this, well, but if you're not, you could start looking at your personal reality as a project. And you can start imagining applying this concept and practicing applying this concept to everything you do. You can look at everything you do in your work, in your personal life as a project and try to simulate and to apply these concepts. Yeah, Luca, that's a great way of getting experience without necessarily being on the job, isn't it? Um, uh, Chris, I think you wanted to add something to this one for a full panel answer for Daniela. Yeah, yeah, uh, just a, a practical observation, really. Um, if uh, what uh, Julian was saying about being a graduate, you have that. Um, sort of practice of gathering information and analyzing it and presenting it. If you can get a role in a PMO, which in a company PMO at the center of all the project activity and get an overview of what's happening in different projects across an organization, if you have that opportunity, I grasp it with both hands just to get into the project profession. Yeah, that's, um, that's great advice as well. Thanks, Chris. Okay, Stefan, on to our next question, please. And our next question is another live question. It comes from Claudia. Could you contrast project manager and program manager? How different are they? Now, panel, I'm hoping this one, this one is where we might have a few different views from you. I'm sure you've only got your personal views. Luca, we'll go to you first. Uh, I, I will bring forward a, a different point of view. I mean, program management and project management are not so different. I mean, uh, uh, if you look at a big program, let's say a space program, and a small project, let's say a, a small development or small piece of software, it's quite evident that are two different things. So you can imagine that this is always true, but it's not always true. There are a lot of situations in which project management and program management merge together. So really, I'm starting to look at this as a single approach, uh, a single approach for building something new, building new realities, big realities, small realities, and realities that are in the middle. So no, I cannot contrast project management and program management. Um, it's okay, thanks, Luca. Yes, please. So, Luca's view is on a level of complexity, Nick. What's your view on this? Uh, well, program uh, it, 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 as though you invited us to contradict one another, I'm, I'm yeah. going to say that yeah. I, whilst I, I roundly agree with Luca that there are many interchangeable management skills that both roles do have to apply. Yeah. Personnel management, budgetary management, risk and issue management. I mean, they're, they're all overlapping skills. There is a fundamental difference in focus, and, and it is driven by complexity. The reason that we set up a management construct called a project is we, we're not certain of many things, but we know exactly where we want to get to, either in functional or, or output terms. And we have reasonable confidence in the business case that supports that. If we deliver this set of outputs to get to that point, then we get a win. 
And having that certainty and being able to bound something by constraints and then make a dash for the line is the fundamental outlook of a project manager. Let's get as stable a scope as it's possible to get, um, a, a definition of the problem we're addressing, the rewards of having addressed it, and dash for the line within the constraints. Programs are set up specifically because you can't play those rules. Programs are transformational change, strategic in nature, and, and therefore look to a longer and more complex future. And you can't state what the end position will be precisely. You can simply illuminate a vision. And then you've got to maintain the flexibility in how you structure the sub-management enterprises and projects to get towards that destination. But one of the things you know from the outset is that destination is likely to alter during the journey. So you've got to retain the flexibility in your management vehicle to get you there, which means you can't speak emphatically about the constraints and you can't speak emphatically about the timelines. All you can do is pursue the vision. And, and instead of being bounded by the constraints, you're now led by the, the benefits. So the outlook is, is remarkably different. One structure, the project, is built for a perhaps often misleading degree of stability, whilst a program is built specifically to address instability. Okay, thanks, Nick. So um, we've got Luca on a, on a scale of complexity. Nick, um, talking about fundamentally different approaches. Um, Julian, your thoughts, yeah. please. Yeah. Yeah, again, I'm going to echo because the guys just know what they're talking about. But it's essentially that, um, you know, simplistically projects deliver a service, a product, a, um, a you know, a, a something. Um, and, and we can manage them quite easily, quite nicely. Product programs, however, tend to be a collection of products sometimes who tend to where we the outputs are more the benefits that we are trying to achieve, um, which Nick correctly said. So it's not just the return on investment that, you know, each of the products or services will provide you, but the benefits for the organization, and it tends to be moving closer and closer to the organization's strategic objective as well. Thanks, um, Julian. Chris, close us off on this question, please. Yeah, um, I'm not going to disagree with anything that's been said. However, what I would say, the key difference is that, as Nick pointed out, you, you are learning as you're going along because the level of complexity and the time it takes to deliver whatever the, um, the vision is of the program is usually longer than, than, than a project. So you don't have all the answers and you have to learn. But the biggest challenge to major complex programs are the understanding from the sponsors and the stakeholders of what their role is in they play in the learning and being prepared for those learnings and not having all the answers at all the program reviews and, and, and um, program boards and what have you. And unfortunately, slightly controversial here, because a lot of the, um, if you like, the senior stakeholders come from uh, under the CFO's sort of purview, then having exact answers for what's going to be delivered in two years' time just doesn't work. And unfortunately, that doesn't sit well with an accounting sort of background or a financial planning background. Sorry, I'm, I've got nothing against CFOs. But I've got lots of scars <laughs> to bear from talking to them. That's absolutely fine. Thank you, Chris. So, um, you know, we've got a variety of answers there for you, um, Claudia, and you can uh, take a look into the different approaches and see what your view is. Um, Stefan, can we invite you back for another question, please? Yes, Sally. This is a question coming from Pat. As a new project manager, is it necessary to have specific change management qualifications or will another person fill the change manager role on a project? Okay, um, Chris, we'll go to you first on that one, please, and then Luca. Yeah, most of my work over the last sort of fifteen years has been in big sort of transformation and change programs. Um, what I'd say is that the project manager, the program manager, the the leader. Oh no, we lost we lost Chris again. Okay, well, Luca, we'll come to you and hopefully come back to Chris in a minute if you can rejoin. Okay. Uh... The short answer is no and no. Uh, I mean, uh, change from my point of view, change management is a discipline that is wider and bigger uh, than project management that includes project management. I mean, the traditional project management means take under control scope, cost, and time. The change management means take also under control the human perspective, 
So from my point of view, it is not needed to have another person filling the role. It is not needed to have more qualification. It is needed to be able to influence people. That was what we said before talking about leadership. So it, this, this is what I want to say. Okay, perfect. Thanks, Nick. Chris, you're back with us. Carry on uh, your answer to uh, Pat's question, please. No, you're not back with us at all. <laughs> all right. Okay, Nick, we'll, um, we'll come to you um, on this one, please. Uh, it, this is a, a, a regular thorny issue, this, the actual change management component. I think I echo much of what Luke said. I mean, as, as a project manager, a lot of people, I mean, we're taught as basic project managers that the job is about delivering a scope, a set of outputs. And once you've done that, that's the job done. Um, but that's really a slight artifice because in truth, the only reason that the company wants those outputs is to enable some changed behavior, some alteration in behavior. And that's the change management that we're talking about here. That change has to happen for the organization to receive the benefits. The outputs are only ever the enabler. The real purpose, as far as the business is concerned, the benefits that accrue from the change, those outputs are there to enable. Now, you, you, you have a question to face your conscience with, which is, how far am I culpable for the benefits? Can I just say, my job is to deliver the deliverables. I've done that. Caveat emptor. Or have you got to say, my job is to ensure that those deliverables get used? Um, and, and this is where Agile is a good approach, because it actually embraces the the change agents, the people who are going to have altered behaviors and developing the products. And so I think you don't have to have a certification or a specific qualification, but I do think you have a duty of care to your sponsor and your organization to ensure that the change is enacted. Brilliant. Thanks, Nick. Um, Chris, we'll come back to you one more time and see if we can hear from okay. you now. Thanks. Sorry, sorry about that. I, I just endorse what, what Nick has said, and I did hear sort of um, the other comments as well. But, um, for a project or program manager, have an awareness of. <laughs> this is just not destined to be um, today, is it, for, for Chris and this question? We'll move on. Hopefully, Chris will be able to rejoin us. Um, Stefan, can we have another question, please? Yeah, how about having a question from Chris? <clears throat> if we don't get the answer. So, there's a question from Chris Bevan saying, What personal characteristics do good project managers possess? Okay, great. Personal characteristics of a project manager. Julian and Nick, please. Right. The most important, being able to handle stress. Right? Projects are <laughs> environments we are working with people, where we are engaging with so many different personalities, and, um, and it's fantastic. It's, it, it makes it more exciting anyway. Um, but, you know, being able to be stress-resistant um, and, and resilient, I, I think um, Chris used the word earlier, being able to be decisive is very important. Um, and then also being able to be adaptable um, and accountable. I think those are, are some of the, the characteristics that you really need as a good project manager. Brilliant. Thanks, Julian. Nick, your thoughts, please? Well, I'm, I'm certainly going to continue to echo Julian's sentiment. So that, that's, um, uh, I think he's absolutely on the ball there. But there is CITI, from whence I come, when, when it left Cranfield and was inadvertently acquired by Computer Sciences Corporation, was, was commissioned to run a research project on what made good project managers good. Um, and we've been conducting that research for over 30 years now, and it's just done nothing but reinforce itself. So we can say with utter confidence that the primary personal characteristic of an effective project project manager is integrity. It's honesty. It is, it is being good to their word, candid and straight. Mm -hmm. End of. Wow. Excellent. Thank you for that. That's a great insight. Um, Stefan, uh, we'll invite you back for another question, please. We have another live question, which is coming from Marta. How to gain knowledge besides certification trainings? Do you recommend any books or other ways? Okay, um, Nick, we'll go to you first then, please. Um, and others may jump in after that. I, I'm going to refer you back to Chris's first answer once more. It is about practice. And the best, the best way to actually um, understand something is to get your hands dirty doing it. And, and don't expect it to be comfortable or easy, but it is very, very valuable. So actual practice. 
Um, and, and thinking through, as, as Julian earlier said, think critically about what your strengths and weaknesses are and, and seek out experiences in the areas where you, you recognize you have weaknesses and, and you will gain knowledge astonishingly quickly. But don't expect it to be pretty. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for that, Nick. I would just say, Marta, as well, obviously, um, things like today's show are hugely um, uh, helpful for people to gain knowledge. So keep an eye on uh, the Level Up schedule, subscribe to the show. We will no doubt be covering the topic of project management and related topics again shortly. Okay, Stefan, another question from you, please. Yeah, the next question is from Chris again. There are a vast number of project management courses out there. It is confusing to know where to start. What would the panel suggest? Okay, great. How do people decide where to start with their project management courses? Um, Chris, um, can we have a, a view from you? You asked the question. Do you have a, um, a thought on how people would get started? Um, yeah, I, it was more of a um, sort of a cheeky question, really, because at, um, at ProVec, you know, we have over 32 different courses that, that we provide. Um, and so it was just trying to um, sort of provide a route through the um, through the trees to see um, you know to see a way out. I do think that before one starts to look at certification, you have to, as as Nick said, get your get your hands dirty um, and actually get in get in there and start to work with um, with projects uh, being delivering in a project, um, and then starting to understand where you want to go with with this profession and to me um assessing where you are against a standard to know how far you know what the steps are to go to me would always be the first step um so rather than do that theoretically right at the beginning before you've got any experience at all go and get some experience as i said earlier on you you might sort of go through a pmo you might be working sort of in a particular project then find an assessment and there are assessments out there and sorry i'm not going to be unabashed we do one and you can do it for free a light assessment with uh, with, with us uh, and then that sh starts to show you what route you can take um which is the right route for you yeah thanks chris that's um, a great answer i would also say just you know um if you're an individual working in an organization look at the approach that they're using um consider the method that they are following um and how you get those certifications. Um, and also it's been mentioned a couple of times, but head over to Praxis Framework, um, take a look at the uh, variety of methods that are discussed on that website, praxisframework.org, um, to give you a good start on you know, um, how the different approaches work together and what's best for you. Okay, um, Stefan, uh, please can you join us again for what might be our last question of the day? Sure I can. Um, it's another question from 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 Chris. Um, that's uh, that's you know I, I just managed a priority in terms of first come first serve and uh, and if if this has uh, been upgraded and it is, so I'm hearing a lot about agile in connection with project management. Is this something I should investigate further? Okay, Nick, we'll start with you on this one, please. Yes. <laughs> You, you should investigate Agile further. You should, you should intimately understand its strengths, which are significant, and also its weaknesses, which are equally significant, and know when it's appropriate to apply or necessary to apply Agile approaches. Because if you can't make an informed judgment about that, you're stuck on whatever process you're following. Um, so, yeah, of course, we should, we, should, we should be cognizant of Agile, but we shouldn't be abandoning everything else for Agile. There are times when it is the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely right. Okay, so uh, we'll go to Luca next and then Julian. Uh, yes, uh, uh, answer is yes, because everything is getting virtualized. I have read uh, a uh, post from uh, Adrian Dulay recently that struck me that said, uh, usually, you think that construction projects are waterfall. You should think again, because construction projects are increasingly made using uh, 3D CAD prototypes, so they are basically become software projects. So yes, there is a, a new way of working, and you should understand how to handle this without forgetting the 
traditional project manager. Okay, uh, thanks, Luca. Julian, your thoughts, please. We we want to echo. This is our our key word here. We echo each other, and it's great. It's exactly that. I think we've seen that. Um, more importantly, don't try and create this this chasm between waterfall or traditional project management versus agile. Um, there's there's so many times that they actually are becoming so much more hybrid and organizational um, product you know, projects are more of a hybrid nature and people need to just find the right approach. Do we need to understand Agile? Absolutely. The principles and the, the values that Agile bring um, helps to, to actually deliver very, very successful projects, um, you know, which are some of the um, bad behavior practices that we may have, uh, you know, built in, into our traditional project world. Um, and, and Agile starts to bring about a better usage of collaborating uh, as teams, bringing the stakeholder communities as close together as possible and to be able to communicate um, frequently. And then also the, the way we use lessons learned. It's not an end of the um, the project uh, you know, process where we write this lessons, lessons learned document and it goes into file 13. It's a continuous process of lessons learned, review, retrospective, um, and, and being able to then adapt and be flexible and change your ways of working. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Julian. That's a, a great answer. Um, okay. Uh, thanks, panel. Um, so there were some great answers to the questions today. Um, and uh, you're all so very nice to each other. That was uh, <laughs> quite impressive. Um, so um, I'm just going to uh, come around to all for your closing remarks on today's show, please. So we will start with you, Julian, your thoughts on today's show. <laughs> I, I, I think by far the most important thing I want to, to, to invite everybody who wants to become project managers or, or delve into the project management world, it is the best. Um, but try and ensure that you create the right uh, uh, mindset. Understand where you are, where you're trying to work and what suits you and your progression in your, in your career. And do you have the mindset to be able to um, you know, take on a project management role, um, very importantly? Yeah, thanks, Julian. Uh, super advice there. Chris, your thoughts on today, please. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd summarize that I'd, I'd say project management is a fantastic profession. Projects are the way most organizations deliver either to their customers or internally. Uh, I read somewhere, and I've been trying to find the document, and I can't, that there are over two, two million, two point something million project manager roles that will be filled over the next four years. Um, it's the way this, the world delivers. So get there. Uh, get in it and enjoy it. Yeah, excellent advice. Thanks for that, Chris. Luca, your thoughts on today's show? Uh, yes, uh, uh, I think that uh, uh, I said before, project management uh, is uh, fascinating because projects are fascinating for every human being. But I think that we should look at not more, not anymore to project management, but management of projects. That uh, it's a subtle but important difference. That means that everyone can help managing projects, not only project managers. So it's something we are all involved. In. So everyone should benefit from project management techniques in order to live better altogether. Thank you, Luca. That's brilliant. Nick, your thoughts on today? I don't, what, what an enjoyable way to spend an hour. That's my thing. <laughs> it's, um, it, it's, uh, for me, it all summarizes back. And again, I'm indebted to Chris for his, his first answer to the first question, in essence. The route to becoming a good project manager or becoming a project manager and then improving is through experience. And, and exposing yourself to a variety of experiences um, in, in as structured a way as you're able to manage. But it is about the practice. And, and as all, all my fellows on, on the panel have said, it, it is a fabulous profession. It offers such a wide spectrum of experience. And, and that experience in itself feeds your success. So expose yourself to it. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Stefan, will I ask you to come back and join us for your thoughts on today, please? Yeah, sure, Annie. Uh, I think this was this was great. I mean, for me to ju to to um, to jungle around the questions here, and also with the with the great interaction coming from live here, who's giving us live questions, because all these panelists they don't have much time to prepare for those kind of questions. So, uh, also <laughs> appreciate that. Thank you very much. No, it was great. 
Yeah, absolutely right. Keep them on their toes. Um, thanks, panel. Um, some wonderful answers there. Um, and I'd like to thank you, our audience, who are effectively our producers for excellent questions today. Um, great job and watch out for your name in the credits um, if your question was selected. So if you'd like to find out more, um, find more expert answers to audience questions, head over to our website where you can search through over 1,700 questions from previous shows. Um, it's a comprehensive free resource connecting you with over 180 experts from around the world. And um, don't forget, uh, you can also listen to the audio version of the show on your preferred podcast platform. Coming up in the next week, we have another two great shows. Um, on both Monday the 23rd and Friday the 27th of January, the panel will be answering your questions on building a culture of collaboration. Such an important topic that we devoted two shows to it. Finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and we'll send you a personal summary of what's coming up and information about how you could join us here on the panel and level up your career with APMG. Thanks, everyone. See you on the next show.